Blog Talk Radio. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again. It's that time. Yes, I'm so excited. It's Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you're listening to me, you listen to JT, you listen to the master, and that would me be, excuse me, that would be me on the master plan. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I say that again, it's 347-637-3220, the place to be if you want to talk to me. Got a great show in store for you today. Believe it or not, it's week five in the NFL and week five also in fantasy football. Like I said, a great show in store for you. I got studs, duds, and um, some sleepers sitting out there for you. Hopefully, you um, have been taking my advice and grabbing some players, or it, it put just if, even if you don't grab them and put them in your line, if you grab them and put them on your bench, and then you go through that, if they come through, and a few, quite a few of them have come through, you do that woulda, coulda, shoulda. Hopefully it didn't cost you a win, and if it did, did then you should have listened to me and put them in your lineup. I got some more for you as each week goes on, more and more pop up on my radar. Injuries happen, so more and more pop up on my radar. That's how it goes. You know how it goes. If you play fantasy football, not every person who has a team in fantasy football is fortunate enough not to have at least one injury on their roster. So you have to have a plan. Just like Mike Tyson said. Everybody got a plan until they get hit. Then that plan changes. Then they, then they got to uh, regroup. Well, that's what you have to do. Same mentality, same thought, same mindset that you have to do when you are playing fantasy football and players go down. And I've seen it happen. Uh, unfortunately, it's happened last week to me with Dalvin Cook. Um, and hopefully uh, – um, and I, I think, did I go down? It uh, happened in, in, in most of my leagues. I did not go down in, in defeat. Um, and, but, and if I did, it wasn't be just exclusive. It just wasn't just because of Dalvin Cook. It was because my most, a lot of my roster did uh, underperform or did, un, you know, I don't know what's going on with me, with my tongue tightness today, but it's because of my, roster my starting roster didn't perform as expected see i'm so excited i can't even put my words in order for you to understand what the hell i'm saying but i'll I'll get it together and i'll get my point across and you will get my undivided attention and um knowledge today now, oh, we already have one game played, 
And before I go any further, there's four teams with some dynamic players that are on buys. A lot of dynamic players. Two teams in the NFC South and their quarterbacks, Matt Ryan. I'll start off with the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan, Devontae Freeman, Telvin Coleman, um, Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu. Those guys ain't there for you this week. How about the New Orleans Saints? Willie Sneed, Michael Thomas, Mark Ingram, Drew Brees, maybe even Kobe Fleener ain't there for you today. How about going off into the uh, NFC East with the Washington Redskins and Kirk Cousins, Jordan Reed, Jamison Crowder, Terrell Pryor, Fat Rob Keller, if you include him, or Chris Thompson, the other running back in, in Washington, ain't there for you today. How about going to out west, to Denver, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, C.J. Anderson, Jamal Charles, maybe even Trevor Simeon, maybe in Devontae Thompson, not there, or, excuse me, Bernie Thompson, not there for you today. Playmakers. And moneymakers are not there for you today because we're on a buy. Buy week start. Buy, buy, buy week start. And they, end, they don't end until week 11. So every week from now on, from 5, 6, 7 on up to 11, someone's going to be on a buy. Or some teams are going to be in a buy. I'll tell you right now, week 11 would be the Miami Dolphins, the New York Jets, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because the, the two guys I bracketed, uh, the Dolphins and the Tampa Bay, didn't play week one. So they ate up their bye week. And now they got to play 16 straight games. So the, I'm sorry. I, that was my mistake. Miami Dolphins and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to play. Week, ele- week 11. One of the teams that are week on a bye on week 11 is the Jets. How about we go to that game first? Why? Because. Anyway, they're playing in Cleveland. Uh, the hapless Cleveland, uh, Cleveland Browns have not won a game, are featuring a rookie quarterback. The Jets are surprisingly 2-2. Two and two. Um, but they're 0 and 2 on the road. And like I said, the Cleveland Browns are 0 and 4. So they're bad everywhere. So it's not just like th- whether they're home or on the road. They haven't won a game. They haven't won a game. So let's go on the Jet side first. Like I said, you don't have Trevor Simeon. You may not even start him. Some people have uh, at, at their number one quarterback. You don't have Drew Brees or Matt Ryan. And you don't have um, Kirk Cousins. So where do you go to, to get a backup quarterback if you don't have one in your roster? Where do you go? Well, let me, add, let me put it this way, okay? Um, they're the quarterback – that played for the Jets, 
that used to play for the Cleveland Browns that would fit well playing against the Cleveland Browns, seeing that he knows the system, he knows the players on the Cleveland Browns. Now, I'm, I know it's Josh McGowan. I know that. And depending on if you're in a 10-team league, there's probably a better option. But if you go to 12 and 14 on, on up team, uh, leagues, uh, there, there may not be a better option. So one of the better options, right in uh, uh, the Jet roster, is Josh McGowan playing against the Cleveland Browns. So no Matt Ryan, no Drew Brees, um, and those guys are stable. So this is just a one-week rental because those guys, for the most part, don't get hurt. So once you get past the, the, the quarterbacks that are on buys this week, for the most part, you can discard your second quarterback, especially if it's somebody like Josh McGowan, especially if you have a Matt Ryan or a Drew Brees. Now, Kirk Cousins and Trevor Simeon are a little bit more fragile, but Drew Brees and Matt Ryan are steady quarterbacks that stay healthy throughout the season and play throughout the season. This is just a one-week rental when I'm talking about Josh McGowan. And it's a, I think it's a pretty good option to throw him in there just for one week against the hapless Cleveland Browns who give up um, – uh, who are 28th in, 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 in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback position. So uh, he's a good play for me today. This is probably the only time I would tell you to play Josh McGowan and it, it, because it's against the Cleveland Browns. Also, Bilal Powell. Well, hey, why not? Bilal Powell, uh, um, you got Matt Forte who's dealing with turf toe, and Bilal Powell is the, uh, is the every down back. Okay, let me put it that way. Now, you got to change the pace guy, and this guy's got some speed, and he's got some big playability in, in Elijah McGuire. Um, as the year goes on, he may, he may get more and more opportunities and more and more uh, because the Jets will be more than likely building for the future because um, they don't have a lot of playmakers on here. Um, and I know they got, they're 2-2 two and two now. Let's see at the, near the end of the year when they get past their halfway point where they're at uh, and whether they start pushing in a youth movement, guys that, um, that are cheaper and can make the same plays as guys that are making some uh, big salaries. So I would say stash uh, uh, Elijah McGuire if you've got room on your, way, uh, on your roster for that. And the other guy, oh, there's two other guys. Jermaine Kirsch is the main um, – wide receiver uh, in this, in this uh, uh, Jet um, team. Uh, and he's, a, he's a, maybe a flex. But the one guy, and I told you about this guy, oh, my God, week two, three, whatever it was, when I, when I knew he was coming off the suspension, Austin Severian Jenkins has become a significant part um of the Jet offense. He's caught nine passes for, for 77 yards over the last two weeks, and that's pretty significant. It doesn't sound like much, but it's pretty significant. He's getting targeted 
Um, I think he's got the second most targets in, in, um, in the team, if I'm not mistaken, if not the most targets. Austin Safarian Jenkins, not too many people know about him. Um, I tried to tell you about him a few weeks ago. On the other side, in Cleveland, um, the only guy I can see in Cleveland, and, and this Jet defense is um, 29th against the running back position, and that's where I'm looking at, in the running back position. And I'm not looking at Isaiah Crowell. Especially in PPR, this guy's going to get more and more touches. Um, Hugh Jackson said he still believes in Isaiah Crowell, so Isaiah Crowell is the lead back. But the, the one back in the, excuse me, in the backfield of Cleveland is Duke Johnson. That can run the football, but his best asset is catching the football out of the backfield or even being uh, wide, um, moved out to the uh, wide receiver position. That's how good he is. So I would play Duke Johnson with confidence. Um, he can possibly be your RB2, but definitely a flex play. Now, I'm going to bring in my esteemed Mr. FSP um, to have to talk to this guy. And if he starts screwing with the board, I'm going to have to X his ass out. But for now, <laughs> I'm going to I'm – because I said yesterday, if you listened to the show yesterday – um, I told her there was no hostility on that show, but this is my show, and <laughs> hostility can run rampant if it's deemed uh, necessary. Trust me when I say that. Are Are you finished? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. When I say you come in, you come in. Oh, you Not before. Not hold on, hold on, before. Hold on. I said, let you me bring what? in Mr. <laughs> let me bring in Mr. FSP. And when I say Mr. FSP, talk to me. That's what I mean, Mr. FSP, talk to me. <laughs> well, first of all, let me explain something to the listeners. Oh boy, just here we like go. your parents tell you, just like your parents tells you or told you, until you start paying bills around here, this ain't your house. So, this is my house. Like this is, no, no, this no, no, is no, no. my house bills? here. Who paid this is my this, this is paid, my house bills? here. This is my who house here. You want me who to leave the, the house? Do you want me to leave the house? <laughs> you can leave the house, old man. You old Do you want me to leave? Do you want me to leave the house? You gonna come like that? Do you want me to leave the house? Listen, Daddy says until you start paying bills around here, Daddy. Daddy, that's right. Like you said, yes, sir. I, like you said, I'm, yes, sir. I'm damn, I'm damn near, <laughs> okay. I'm damn near twenty years your elder, and you call, I'm supposed to call you daddy. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Until you start paying bills around here, you still oh, a jet fan, and you just proved it. You just no, proved it by, no, I didn't. by going no, on, I didn't. On, on how people should get Josh McGowan, which is, I believe, that's a big mistake. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, going against God. Cleveland. Okay. Going mm-hmm. against Cleveland, I understand mm-hmm. Josh McGowan is a good play in your mind. Um, however, Cleveland's defense is not that bad. The problem was Kaiser throwing 10 interceptions in four games. Hugh Jackson said Crowell is the lead back for one reason and one reason only. Crowell's going to get the rock maybe 20, 25 times a game. I mean, this game. Two reasons why. Muhammad Wilkerson, he's out. Uh, the... the Basically, the Jets' defensive line is down at least one to two individuals. So you're going to see a old-school AFC 
or AFL, I should say, type game or NFL type game where it's just run, run, run. Well, I got you old school. I got you geriatric. (laughs) So anyway, what you're going to see. Is, mm-hmm. is a run, 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 run game. Now, Johnson is going to be a, a factor in this game. I'm not doubting that whatsoever. However, it, they're going to run uh, Crowell three yards in a cloud of dust, seriously, until he beats down that de- um, the deflated Jets defensive line. Now, what does that mean for Josh McGowan? That means, and Bilal Powell, Bilal Powell is a very good play here. I agree with you on that because he's a very versatile hammering back. He did it last week. He might have to do it again this week. Um, but no one's scared of the receivers in, in, uh, on the Jets. Now, Safarian Jenkins, good play. However, um, Josh is going to have so much in his face that it's going to be difficult. Just like you said, he knows the Browns. Well, the Browns know him, and that's why they didn't re-sign him. So what I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, is this. Go out there and get you, and I'm quite sure he's on the list, Blake Broyles, leading the AFC South right now with the Jacksonville Jackson Jaguars. He's going against the Pittsburgh secondary, which is one of the middle of the pack two worst secondaries in the NFL, statistically. Now, I know they got Joe Hayden and uh, one other player, but Jacksonville Mr. has a better Mr. shot at throwing the ball, and I'm quite sure Broyles. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not done, not done, not done. Yeah, unfortunately, 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 I'm I'm on mute you, but because you, you you're, you're just screwing you're screwing things up here. You know, you, you go to a team. How, how am I screwing it up? You you go to a team, and then you go and, and say what what the the the, the plays are and. Not just for that team, but if you want to play him as a um, as a fill-in. So if I went to the Pitt, just say if I went to the Jacksonville Pittsburgh game, and I'm saying yeah. that, uh, I, and I run down the players in Pittsburgh, then I go to the uh, Jacksonville team, and I'm saying it, it because of the bye weeks going on, you could play Blake Bortles, not while we're doing the New York Jets in, in Cleveland. Well, we're doing. Jacksonville Jaguars okay. and Pittsburgh. No, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. You know, I understand what you're saying with your skinny jeans and, and this new age crap. But I, all I'm saying is you oh, are making God. a huge mistake if you listen to Jerry, a.k.a. the Master Taylor, and play mm-hmm. Josh McGowan this week. I, I'm, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it is not a good play. That's all. Okay. You finished? You I finished. Pay the bills, you know. you, I, I mean, finished. I pay the bills. I pay you the finish. bills. You finished. You finished. You sure now? You sure now? I, yeah, I pay the bills. You sure now? <laughs> go ahead, man. Go to the next game. Okay. Let's go to the next game, and maybe I'll mute him to just to just – to, just No, he, he won't. Getting... No, cause he, no, he won't. Hello. You know I can control it too. Don't even play the, the play the game. I can control oh, yeah. it too. Like I said, hostilities run rampant on this show. Trust, trust me. Because it, it doesn't black take little much. Man. I don't care what height I am. 
hostilities run rampant. Young, young blood. Anyway, Arizona and Philadelphia. <laughs> Let's go to Arizona and Philadelphia. Extremely strong play against, against a weak Philadelphia pass defense. I love Carson Palmer. He's been balling out the last few weeks, um, for throwing over 300 yards. This team has to throw because their, their, their running game, minus David Johnson, is just not there. So the one to have, if you want a running back, and I said this maybe one or two weeks ago, if not longer, it's not Chris Johnson. I didn't think that in the first place. It's Andre Ellington. He's the best back for what they do now. He can run the football in between the tackles and outside the tackles, but his, his big uh, um, um, benefit for this team right now is being able to catch the back ball out of the backfield just like David Johnson. Now, he's not David Johnson, but he can do a very good job in catching the football. So if you haven't picked Andre Elton up for some for God reason, no, he's still sitting on the waiver wire. He shouldn't be. And for some forsaken reason, you haven't picked him up and take putting him in there because of you got five teams that got a bunch of running backs that aren't playing this week. And you have other team, other uh, running backs that have gotten hurt. There's no reason, especially if you're in a PPR, not to pick up Andre Ellington unless you're stacked and you don't need him put, to put him in your lineup. It, at the very least, you put him in, in, in a flex. I believe he can, he can give you RB2 numbers, especially in a PPR. Along with that, uh, Jerron Brown, because John Brown hasn't been able to stay healthy has has the, um, come to the forefront. Uh, it, this is the passing team. Carson Palmer is going to throw the ball close to 40 times, if not more, a game. That's just how they roll now. That's, that's just They really don't have any other choice. So Jerron Brown, J.J. Nelson, and Larry Fitzgerald are very good plays in here. Um, you can put them in the flex, and you can also put them in as a wide receiver, too. More than likely in a flex, but all these guys are going to get uh, targets. Like I said, that's how this uh, this offense rolls. On the other side, I'm not a big fan of playing Carson Wentz against this defense, uh, to tell you the truth. Not a big fan of playing Carson Wentz against this defense, Uh, especially with uh, uh, Patrick Peterson and company. rolling the backside of the Arizona defense. Arizona is, I know they haven't been as they were in, in the past, or 26 against the uh, wide receiver position. But if you're playing Alshon Jeffrey, I'm not a big Alshon Jeffrey fan anyway, and I don't think he balls out in here. I think the slot receiver does what he's been doing. I, I told you about this guy, I think the first or second week, and he's been pretty consistent on what he does. I'm talking about Nesson Aguilar. Uh, he should be on your rosters. Uh, he should be in your rosters, uh, starting roster today as a, a flex option. And Carson Wentz, uh, young quarterback, loves throwing to Zach Ertz. Loves throwing to Zach Ertz. And I know Zach Ertz is not on anybody's waiver wire. That's simply madness. So he's a, he's a every week play. Let me put it that way, because he's going to get 
the uh, uh, attention and targets. I know people are saying play LeGarrette Blunt, LeGarrette Blunt, LeGarrette Blunt. I don't like LeGarrette Blunt in this. I know he probably is going to get a lot of work, but I don't like LeGarrette Blunt in it. The one I do like, the one I think has got um, more versatility than LeGarrette Blunt, and that's one of my uh, sleepers for today, is Chris, Chris Clement, Corey Clement. I'm sorry, Corey Clement. Um, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. That's not uh, um, um, Blunt's forte. He's got hand, hands like bricks. He runs in between the tackles for the most part. I like Chris, Chris, uh, Corey Clement. I keep on saying I want to say Chris. Corey Clement. Um, this is a, for the most part, a passing offense, um, West Coast type of offense, passing the football, especially getting into the um, back out of the backfield. I like uh, Corey Clement versus LeGarrette Blanc. Talk to me, Victor. Well, seeing as though we're talking about Philly and Arizona, um, I'm going to tell you that I prefer Smallwood in this game. Um, Smallwood is out. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, Smallwood's out. That's fine. But I disagree with you about the Carson Wentz thing. Um, Carson is, is, is sinking into Peterson's system, and the player that you might really want to look at if you're in need of a wide receiver, don't expect too much, but he'll give you production in this game. And I'm talking about Torrey Smith. They've been trying to hook up Torrey Smith and um, Carson Wentz over the past couple of weeks, and they've just been missing. Now, outside of Patrick Peterson and a Honey Badger, the, the corners and safeties aren't that great for Arizona. They're good in run support but not pass support. Um, trust me. Look at what Carson did to, um, or what, uh, 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 what's my boy in, in San Francisco? Uh, I can't remember Hoyer did to Arizona last week. Okay. There, there was a plethora of passes connected upon in that game to the wide receivers, as well as some of the tight ends and things of that nature. And to the running backs in the backfield, uh, coming out the backfield. So I can agree with Jerry on that uh, running back pick that he, he chose um, because it's, it's going to take someone uh, a little shifty and able to catch the ball out the backfield to, uh, to beat this defense. Now, on the Arizona side, Carson Palmer is a statue. He is a statue, and the offensive line is not built for a statue quarterback. It's built for a run-first team. So expect a lot of quick passes, meaning three to five, five being the deepest you're going to get, and that's even when you're in shotgun. Because I'm not even sure if Arizona uh, plays shotgun anymore, but um, don't expect Carson to be taking seven-step drops and waiting for these deep routes to come open because they're not. He doesn't have the time to do it. Um, A guy that's being overlooked and probably needs to be more involved is Jermaine Gresham. Once Carson starts, you know, pulling on his coattails a little bit, then J.J. or, or uh, John or Larry, any of those guys will get more production, just not the deep ball. Um, what I'm saying is I'm not playing Carson Palmer in this game. 
I'm not Ooh. playing. Oh my uh, God! Really? Wow. Reason, even though, even though I agree with you that he's going to throw at least forty times in this game, that means he's going to have at least two or three picks. I really see that happen. If you look at the stats, when Carson has to throw over thirty-five times in a game, his TD to interception ratio is skewed toward the interception side. I can just look at the stats. So, not saying that that the uh, that the Eagles' defense is that good. It's just Carson is that bad when it comes to throwing that many times per game. Um, now, yeah, he's going to check it down to Ellington. He's going to have no choice. I think Ellington had, what, 12 targets last week? Caught eight of them? So, you know... He's going to make those decisions because he doesn't want to throw interceptions. But uh, we'll see what happens. We shall see. Um, but Philly, I'm playing those guys. That's all I got. All right, let's move on to a game that one offense. Um, what offense, I should say. We talked about it last week. No, excuse me. We talked about it yesterday versus a team that, uh, well, we got two two teams that what offense or where are we going to get the offense and how the offense is going to operate. Talking about the Baltimore Ravens heading over to the Oakland Raiders um, with a uh, EJ Manuel running the ship for Oakland and a, a terrible, I mean, terrible in John, in um, Charles Barkley terms, terrible Baltimore offense. Where are they going to get points? Where are they going to get playmakers? Well, I told you about this guy, um, and he has been getting most of the touches. Uh, he's pretty much overtaken Javoris Allen and definitely overtaken, overtaken Terrence West. The only bugaboo about this guy, in an old term, the only bugaboo about this guy is that he, he and he's carrying it from college, is that he can't hold on to the football. So he's got a short leash, but he's been the best runner when he does hold on to the football. I'm talking about Alex Collins. I told you about him a couple of weeks ago to pick him up. Um, and more and more, he has been doing something. Um, he can catch the football out of the backfield, but this, this offense is so inept. Um, but I think that the um, Baltimore Ravens can run on the um, Oakland Raiders, even though, Oakland is in the middle of the pack in preventing fantasy points uh, in the running back position. I think this guy is going to get the uh, uh, work. Um, let me put it this way. It's a split backfield. So I think they're going to split it, but I, I like Allen, I like Collins best, but um, DeForest Allen is still a good, Buck Allen, I should say, is still a good play in here. Um, otherwise than that, I can't think of anybody – on Baltimore that I would want to play other than those two running backs on the other side beast mode is, is probably going to be in effect this this game uh, and Baltimore is 23rd against the run so they can be they can be run against and I think because EJ Manuel who is a short to intermediate type of passer doesn't throw too many balls downfield which is basically the Oakland Raiders' philosophy of throwing deep balls um, is going to get the lion's share of the carries. Uh, 
he hasn't been effective. I think he's like 3.8, 3.2 yards per carry or something, something like that. So he hasn't been beast mode. And I think the team has been, meaning Oakland, has been wrestling with what type of philosophy they want to go with. Do they really want to be a deep ball passing type of team or do they want to be a run heavy team? <clears throat> with this game, I think they're going to be one be a run heavy team to protect the quarterback from making mistakes. So that's why I'm saying for this game, uh, Marshawn Lynch is going to get some heavy work. Uh, there's only one guy I really think, and I told you about the quarterback that I real feel really feel comfortable about uh, telling you to play. I can't tell you to play Amari Cooper. He leads the league and drops. Can't tell you to play uh, uh, Michael Crabtree because he's dealing with a chest issue. Uh, so he may not be up to par. I can tell you to play Jared Cook. I can tell you to play Jared Cook because Baltimore is one of those teams that is uh, the bottom tier in preventing fantasy points. I'm talking about very bottom tier in preventing fantasy points against the um, – tight end position and Jared Cook has been a a, uh, a valuable asset to the Oakland offense. Victor. I really don't have anything for this game. Um, and the reason why, well, let, let me backtrack. I do have something. Um, Emmanuel doesn't make the best decisions, but yes, he does the short and intermediate pass as well. And that's a staple of the West Coast offense. And they run a, a version of the West Coast offense out there in Oakland. So um, they're going to set things up by running uh, Marshawn with 95 uh, Dash and, and all these other ones. Um, but, but with that being said, I look for Cooper and for Crabtree as well as uh, – uh, Seth Roberts, not Seth Roberts. Uh, who's the guy? Yeah, it is Roberts. Seth Roberts. Guy. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, um, and and Cook to take some of these short passes the distance. What I mean by that is, I see Cooper taking a couple of slants. I see Crabtree doing a couple of curls and um, a skinny post out of out of Cook. Seth is the deep guy, so when they do go deep, it's going to go to Seth. So, I mean. I see a lot of dual routes. What I mean by dual right routes is levels. You'll have a five-yard dig, and then you have a 15-yard dig. This is sort of a clear-out. I call it a clear-out route, where my underneath guy either makes the decision for the quarterback by clearing out the linebacker and opening it up for the deeper route, or you find that they're playing a zone, and you squeeze the ball between uh, the linebacker or linebackers and safety to the five yard to 15 yard route. Uh, so it, it's interesting uh, that you say, don't, you don't, you you're not going to say play those guys, but um, I believe that that's a good combination for Emmanuel to do well in against this Ravens team that has no offense, no offense. So that's what I got. Well, I didn't say I, I didn't say don't play him. I said I don't feel comfortable playing him 
because they, they both of them got some type of issue, and you don't know what kind of production you're going to get out of them, especially Amari Cooper, who can't seem to catch the football to take it to the house. That's the problem. And Michael Crabtree, who's, who's, got, who's dealing with a chest issue. You don't know how long he's going to be in the game, if he's going to be, play the whole game, or how effective he's going to be in the whole game. That's why I don't feel comfortable. Not to don't play him. I'm just saying I don't feel comfortable playing those guys because of the issues I just uh, stated. Anyway, let's move on to the next game, which is the Buffalo Bills, who, had, who are leading the AFC East in 3-1 against the, oh, my God, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, who are playing home and in need of a win in the worst way, uh, being um, next to last in the uh, AFC North. Buffalo is one of the, if not the most run-heavy team in the, in the NFL right now. And they don't pass the football that much. Uh, so right, right off the bat, Andre Holmes and Zay Jones, Richard, um, Richard, um, or Jordan Matthews is hurt. He's dealing with a thumb issue. He's out for a while. So it's, it's up to Zay Jones and Andre Holmes to pick up the slack as being the uh, wide receivers. Um, I just told you this is a run-heavy team. I can't, I can't even, even think about playing any wide receiver in Buffalo. The main guy that they throw to, the guy who's making the big plays, and, and Tyrod feels very comfortable to, uh, throwing to him is Charles Clay. Um, probably for most people, he's been a surprise um, Consistent tight end in a vast uh, wasteland of tight ends this year. He's been a steady, steady uh, tight end that you can guarantee that you're going to get um, double digits um, from each week. And I think this is no, no different this week. And I also say that you can play Shady McCoy. Absolutely play them um, in, in this game because – they, they run the football like no other team runs the football. And in a bye week situation, why not go for Tyrod? Now, he's, he is a dual-threat quarterback. Um, so you're going to get a dose of some passing, which may not be much passing, and you're going to get a dose of uh, uh, um, some running. Uh, he, he can be a viable solution. I'm not too thrilled on him. He's going on the road against uh, a Cincinnati defense that is really not that bad. Um, their offense is their key. Their defense is pretty st- sturdy. Um, so if you don't have any better options, uh, you can feel queasy and put Tyrod in. But if, if, if I was you, I wouldn't do it. Victor, talk to me. I didn't. You I notice I didn't. Me, I, you know I, I didn't mention too many. Uh, in fact, I, I'm leaving Cincinnati for you because I just concentrated on um, Buffalo. Okay. Well, I, I would play Tyrod in this game because of the fact that he's a mobile quarterback and outside the pocket. Um, Cincinnati, they don't do too bad, but they're not that good inside the pocket. If he stays inside the pocket, Cincinnati gives up a lot of stuff inside the pocket quarterback, which he isn't. But if they can make a clean pocket for him, it'll happen. Geno Atkins might say, have something to say about that. But uh, 
Running the rock is something they need to do. Cincinnati, listen, I know Joe Mixon is, is the future there, but the guy to have in this game and in future games for Cincinnati at the running back position is Giovanni Bernard. They're going to be behind a lot, so he's going to get thrown to a lot to help A.J. Green. Listen to what I'm saying, because Ross, is got, he's out. He's out. No other receiver out there is helping him, and Eifert is out as well. So, you know, Andy Dalton might not have the supporting cast he needs to be successful in this game. Um, and that defense gives up about 14 points a game. So you put two and two together, poor offense, defense on the field a lot, um, missing a lot of weapons on offense. There's not much for you to uh, look forward to in a Cincinnati team. Although, again, I disagree with JT. I play Tyrod Taylor because he's a dual threat, and it's a bye week. So I would go that route. That's all I got. All right, let's move on to a game that I'm really interested to see. Who, what kind of what, – what schizophrenic quarterback is going to show up? Meaning, uh, uh, is it going to be the bad or the good cam? They're going up against, I think, the number one fantasy defense in Detroit, playing in Detroit. Um, and to me, don't let what took place last week fool you. Second road game for the uh, Carolina Panthers, uh, going against a team, uh, a dome team in Detroit that can put points on the board. And that, that it, it, for most people, their defense has been surprising. Um, I know people want to play Cam. <clears throat> you play Cam, with, in my opinion, with caution, uh, because the fact is you don't know what you're going to get with Cam this game going up against a, a legit de- defense. Uh, you see what happened with a supposedly weak defense in New Orleans. Uh, that defense is nowhere close to the type of defense Detroit has it's p- and playing in Detroit. So I know you're going to play Cam. Uh, and I'm not going to try to sway from sway from that. Just I would say temper your expectations because um, it it is what it is. Uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, in PPR, I would definitely play him because they're trying to make trying to get him to um, the ball as much as he can and to protect Cam from getting hit. So they dump the ball off to McCaffrey, and he he's one of the guys that are taking the place of Greg Olson in this offense. Uh, along with uh, Devin Funches, um, who's who's really been the guy that is the uh, Greg Olson 2.0, um, that he he's been benefiting the most from Grace, Greg Olson not being there. Kelvin Benjamin, it's going to be going up against, in my opinion, Darius Slay, who is a guy that. As more and more he plays against these top wide receivers, he's going to go and get more recognition. Um, and I think that's where Calvin, uh, uh, Kelvin Benjamin is going to be hampered and cause Cam to make some uh, mistakes that are going to cost him trying to throw to Kelvin Benjamin with Darius Slay on him. So temper your expectations. I know you probably want to play, Kelvin, but temper your expectations. He's going to get the very good um, uh, a one-on-one corner. Um, on the other side, um, Matthew Stafford is at home. Um, 
And he usually plays better at home than he does against the uh, on the road, especially in the dome. <clears throat> Carolina is number seven in, in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback position. Um, and they're pretty stout across the board. But in this environment, uh, I think that Matthew Stafford is going to be throwing a couple touchdowns in here, throw for about 250. Um, and it seems like Amir Abdullah is coming into his own. So he's definitely a play for me here. And you got two guys, one more than the other, that are going to get a steady dose of um, Matthew Stafford passes, passes, and that's Golden Tate, who plays a lot in the slot, and I think he's going to be the the, the biggest beneficiary, and uh, uh, probably a for most people a sleeper pick because he he he's very iffy, and but I think um, he's up and down. I think this is an up week for him in Marvin Jones. Talk to me, Victor. Well, since we're going to talk about Detroit, um, I'm not going to make this political because you don't want that today. But um, listen, Detroit's going to smack the crap out of out of uh, Carolina at home. Um, Detroit has the better offense. Carolina has a better defense. But but if Carolina's offense can't get the end zone. It won't even matter. Detroit's going to get in the end zone. They are. Too many weapons, too many options. Theo Riddick. Theo Riddick is a guy I would say playing this game. Only because, just like McCaffrey, out of the backfield catching the ball, Theo Riddick's been doing it for several years for Detroit. They've got plays designed for him. He's going to get the rock. Um. I really don't have much for it other than Detroit is going to – this is a fantasy game for Detroit. Uh, If you have any Detroit players, I'd play my Detroit uh, lineup. Abdullah, mm, he's a little nicked up, but he's practicing for the past couple games. And last week he came off of his career best. Uh, He's he's on pace for 1,000 yards rushing. Uh, I really think what would help him – to help Melvin Gordon getting a beast fullback. That's what I think would help Amir Abdullah. Honestly, I don't think that's going to happen, but hey, uh, I would play Theo Riddick in this game. That's what I got. All right, let's move on to the next game, which would be a one of these must-see games, okay? Uh, there's a few of them, and this is one of them that I'm, I'm anxious to see. I think it's going to be somewhat of a shootout. Uh, and that's and it's a revenge game for for the Dallas Cowboys uh, when they went to, into um, when they played uh, the Green Bay Packers last last year and they lost. Um, now we're going to see what what the uh, second year of uh, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott going against the Aaron Rodgers and and that crazy wide receiving core uh, where Devontae Adams is out of protection. Uh, excuse me, out of concussion protocol, and it's slated to play. Um, albeit that as long as he something doesn't happen in pregame, um, he's slated to play in this game. Uh, and, and without, I mean, should I even tell you 
to play Aaron Rodgers or Randall Cobb or Jordy Nelson? No. Those are plays. Without a shadow of a doubt, those are plays that that you you that it's no brainers to me. No brainers. As long as they're healthy, you put them in there. And along with um, Devontae Adams, if if he's in there, Aaron Rodgers loves throwing to Devontae Adams too. He's got three wide receivers. Uh, he got a bunch of toys in the in the toy box that he can he can he can play with, and Devontae Adams is one of them. The question is, because they want to be able to run the football. Tiger Montgomery is not going to be in there. He he's doubtful, meaning he's really not going to be in there. Um, and it, it's going to be up to a uh, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. And all I got to tell you is this: pick your poison. Jamal Williams was on the injury list with a knee injury. Now he's not on the injury list. If I was to play one, and if he had a knee injury, but he's now not on there, uh, this is a dilemma. Most people, they've been picking up Aaron Jones and putting him in the lineup, and that's what I would do. Uh, Jamal Williams um, is not good in pass protection, from what I understand, and, and that can be a problem. So, I think Aaron Jones would be the play here, and that's one of the guys I tell you to pick up and put in the lineup today. Uh, you want somebody that is capable running back in a high-powered offense that be able to get the football um, handed off to him or catch it out of the backfield, and that's what is a uh, 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 better all-around back would be Aaron, Aaron Jones versus Jamal Williams. On the other side of the ball, who? These, these are no-brainers to me. Um, the only only guy uh, I would say besides Dak, Zeke, and Dez uh, um, that I would be shaky about playing, and I know he's been balling out up until this point, is Jason Witten. For the simple fact is that Green Bay is second. They t- they defend the tight end position. Excuse me. They defend the tight end position very well. I know Dak likes throwing to Jason Witten. Don't count on Jason Witten getting too much love this game. Talk to me, Victor. I agree with you. Uh, the only person I would throw in there in your analysis would be Cobsley. Um, the guy is, is like Little West Welker. If you're in a PPR, he might not get the touchdowns, but he's going to get the receptions and he's going to get the yards. Uh, I'll tell you, since Green Bay plays the tight end so well and Dez is going to be looking to make a point, that's going to leave Cole one-on-one. They do this thing I call a China route, and he runs it really well, and uh, Dak likes to throw it to him. He's not pushing the ball down the field. Uh, like he can. Uh, Dez isn't a number one receiver at all. Not anymore. But it is what it is. Something's wrong with JT. He's up here cursing on air. I don't know what it is. Oh, God. Yeah, I just screwed up the time. That's all right. Did it again. That's that's okay. It's it's all right. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. All right, next game. Next next game is the uh, Baltimore, excuse me, the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Victor is saying that you could play Blake Bortles. I'm not saying that. I'm really not saying 
to play Blake Bortles. I can't trust Blake Bortles on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I'd have to disagree with him. And I think um, they're going to follow the same formula <coughs> they've been following the last two uh, uh, few weeks, the beginning of the season. Lean on Leonard Fournette. That's the only guy that I, I can say absolutely play in this game with, with any kind of uh, um, confidence is Leonard Fournette. I can't, I can't say to play uh, Blake Bortles. Um, just because that record is 3-1 doesn't reflect what Blake Bortles has, has, has been doing. That more reflects what the defense and the running game, not the quarterback. On the other side, Big Ben is at home. I know they're going against Jacksonville, but Jacksonville, who has Jacksonville played? Just look at just just look at the quarterbacks Jacksonville has played. They played um, for a half. They played Tom Savage. They played Marcus Mariota, and they played Joe Flacco and Josh McGowan. Okay, they're three and one. So what's that telling you? That's telling you they really haven't played a caliber of quarterback at like Ben Roethlisberger at home with the offense that the uh, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers can generate. And I'm talking about the defense. I'm not talking about the team as a whole. I'm talking about the defense. Hasn't played a high-caliber quarterback until now in Ben Roethlisberger at home with the weapons they have in Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant. Now, I'm thinking this is going to be a run-heavy Probably they're going to try to get absolutely trying to get the ball to Antonio squeaky wheel gets to grease. You know, that starts screaming like Antonio had a baby fit, a hissy fit uh, last week. And, and Ben, even though he mouthed off in any in uh, uh, press, he's still going to try to get his number one wide receiver happy early and often. Maybe not a lot, but he'll, he should get at least a visit into the end zone. Otherwise the guys I told you, the first three guys, I can't trust Martavius. He's dealing with a flu. Uh, he may not be up to snuff, so it could be Juju Smith-Schuster more than Martavius. And that, with that saying, I like the big three, and that's about it. Talk to me, Victor. Well, 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 well. Look at AFC South beating team. The better team in AFC South. It doesn't matter who they played, they beat them. And Jacksonville has scored how many points? 120-some-odd points in four games? That's that's pretty good, you see. No, it doesn't matter. The quarterback, this quarterback of Jacksonville versus those defenses. Baltimore's defense coming into that game. The best defense in the NFL until they got Molly Watt. Um, Let's, let's not do this history because we already know Jacksonville's better than the, all the teams in the South. Maybe not uh, Tennessee. But uh, this is a good game for uh, someone looking to do a bye week play. I like the Juju Smith, uh, Schuster Smith play only because uh, Bryant has not done anything uh, and they need another person. They need another person uh, at wide receiver in order to get Antonio Brown the ball and Le'Veon Bell. Um, I love the Leonard Fournette play because Pittsburgh isn't that good at run, stopping the run, things of that nature. It's a pretty good matchup. I like it all day. Uh, 
everything you said except for knocking Blake Boydles, I can agree with. Okay, let's let's move on to a game that I'm really anxious to see. Another game I'm mainly anxious to see, uh, the Sunday night game, which would be the KC against the Houston Texans in Houston. Um, you play Alex Smith. Um, he's been balling out. He's 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 doing MVP type of um, play. Uh, you play Alex Smith in, in this contest. Quite naturally, you play Kareem Hunt, um, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. I think on both sides of this um, contest. The playmakers um, need to be played without a shadow of a doubt. That means Deshaun Watson on the other side, along with uh, LeVar Miller um, and, and Wolf Fuller, who scored two touchdowns and, and going to be a big factor and, and probably open the field up a little bit more for De- DeAndre Hopkins because of his speed and, and what he did and what he, he's capable of doing. And quite naturally, the target monster in DeAndre Hopkins, who's been the high, most highly targeted wide receiver in all of football. Um, talk to me, Victor. You know, I have nothing nice to say about Houston, right? So, I will say Watson is a good play here. Um, the guy's going to open up playbook for him and uh, will continue to open a playbook up for him. The only problem is there's no tight end help. Uh, for Dorowitz, I think he's injured uh, or they're not using him. And then you got Fuller coming back, which should help out a little bit. But again, Houston against Kansas City. It's not going to happen. Kansas City all day. I'm not worried about the wins and losses. I'm still talking about fantasy, but whatever. Anyway, let's move on to the Chargers and the New York Giants. Two 0-4 teams looking for a win. Plain and simple. Looking for a win. We don't deal with wins and losses here. We deal with just fantasy. Tyrell Tyrell what? Tyrell Williams is is uh, um, um, uh, uh, questionable with a neck injury. Um, uh, I, 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 young Ho Ku was released. Nick Novak is the new catcher. Paul Perkins is out with a rib injury, um, and Odell Beckham is not on the injury report. So he's a healthy Od- Odell Beckham, and Melvin Gordon has been complaining about not getting enough touches. Squeaky wheel gets to grease. I'd play um, Melvin Gordon in here. I know that he didn't do too much last week, but I'm thinking that they're going to try to feed their, one of their best players um, and, and, and take the pressure off of Phillip Rivers. Uh, in the passing game, I think Giants are absolutely horrible against the tight end. Absolutely horrible against the tight end. So in my opinion – both these tight ends are good plays for me, Hunter Henry and Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates being the BFF for Philip Rivers and a young and up-and-coming tight end that can be a playmaker when given the opportunity in Hunter Henry. Uh, I don't think the wide receivers in Tyrell, Tyrell Williams or Keenan Allen are going to be doing that much um, in this game because of the defense and defensive backfield of the Giants. On the other side of the ball, here's another sleeper for you. Um, Paul Perkins, I said, is out. Um, I, I looked at who they uh, used last week, and they finally brought this guy, Wayne Gallman, out. <clears throat> and uh, he's getting his big opportunity. And I think um, he's got fresh legs and he's got active feet that um, he's going to get a trip into the end zone, and he may be able to grab that coveted, 
running back position for the New York Giants. The Giants need a running game. They need a running game in the worst way, and that would open up the offense that much more. And if Gallman is if the answer, um, which I'm saying that there's a strong possibility he can be, um, then the Giants are going to get a win here. And But I do like uh, Wayne Gallman, and I don't have to even talk to you about uh, Odell. And uh, uh, I also like uh, – um, Sterling Shepard in, in this um, contest too, um, and maybe even a little sprinkle of uh, uh, Evan, Evan Ingram because he's he's an uh, overgrown wide receiver. Um, talk to me, Victor. Well, I I can tell you that San Diego is going to win the game. I mentioned wins and losses, but I need to tell you why and how. Uh, here's the deal. Eli Apple and the rest of those guys can't cover the receivers of San Diego. Now, I'm not sure what's up with the Giants' defense this year. Really not sure what's going on with Spagnola's defense. Not Spagnola, uh, but I can't tell you. Spagnola, it's Spagnola. That's it. Spagnola's defense. He's there. Okay. 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 Because there's no pressure on the quarterback. Uh, I think I know why. I, I don't think I know why. Because the Giants offense is three and done a lot. So the defense is on the field a lot. Um, now, if Melvin Ingram gets the ball as he wants, uh, that might play into the Giants uh, game plan because they're a stout run defense. Very stout. Uh, you might have to do some screens and things of that nature to slow them down. Uh, but I don't see the Giants winning this game. The Giants are going to go 0-5. They're going to go 0-5 because Eli, yes, they need a run game. Yes, they do. But until this kid shows that he can, you know, be a bell cow for the, for the Giants, they're not going to do well. They're not. Brandon Marshall is going to continue to get double teamed. Uh, my boy, uh, or not my boy, your boy, Mr. Coming out the, uh, out the bubble bath underneath another dude, uh, is going to quickly, quickly to, to have tantrums. So uh, that's all I got. That's all I got. All right, let's go to L.A. Rams versus the Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks in L.A. Tough game for the Seattle Seahawks. Their, their offense is up and down. This is a better offensive team and a uh, equivalent, if not better, defensive team with Wade Phillips being the defensive coordinator and Sean McVay being the head coach slash offensive coordinator. Uh, resurgence of Jared Goff. This team is the highest scoring team in the NFL. And I'll say that again. The LA Rams are the highest scoring team in the NFL with Jared Goff. With Jared Goff. I'd play Jared Goff in this. Um, I have confidence in what Sean McVay is doing. I'm, 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 I'm eating what, what he's, he's, he's feeding me. Um, and and I, I like Jared Goff in here. I also like uh, uh, Todd Gurley in here. I like Cooper Cup. I, I do like Cooper Cup in here. I think the slot position is 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 uh, some a position that can be taken advantage um, through the uh, Seattle defense. So I like uh, uh, Cooper Cup in this. So those are my three plays for the uh, L.A. Rams. On the other side, um, some people say to play Russell Wilson in this. Russell Wilson has not played well against the L.A. Rams. 
um, the majority of the games. And some people say play Russell Wilson. Uh, and, and it's in L.A. I'm not confident playing Russell Wilson. You probably don't have a, another choice or better option, so you play him. Um, Eddie Lacy is supposed to be the lead guy in some, some circles. Some circles say it's Thomas Rawls. Um, um, you can play him, but don't play him with confidence. Now, this other kid who's taking the place of C.J. Procyte because he can't seem to stay healthy, I'm telling you people, J.D. McKissick, a – could be Tariq Cohen 2.0. That's the dynamic that I'm thinking about this kid. Um, he's a converted wide receiver or a converted run, running back to a wide receiver, vice versa, whatever. He's a playmaker. Let me put it that way. Give him the football, and he could take it to the house with a blink of an eye. If you don't have him on your roster, you got space, you grab J.D. McKissick. You don't have any other options that you really feel good about, put him in the flex. I think this kid's going to be dynamic in this game. Um, he can, can be an X factor. So I do like Jay McD McKissick in here. Um, and uh, you're probably going to play Doug Baldwin because he's probably one of your top wide receivers you drafted. You played Doug, Doug Baldwin. He's a toss up between Tyler Lockett and Paul Richardson. Who's going to get the line share or who's going to get the touchdown or who's going to get the most targets. Um, so you can play them as a flex because they are going to get targets from Russell Wilson and, uh, good luck playing Jimmy Graham. That's all I can say. Good luck playing Jimmy Graham. He's been a huge disappointment. Probably don't have another better choice and you have to play him, but, um, you, you, you just like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Victor. Agreed. Remarks complete. All right. San Francisco at Indianapolis. Play Jacoby Brissett. Um, I like it, it, at home against the San Francisco 49ers, who are absolutely um, uh, uh, bad against uh, bad their defense. 22nd against the quarterback, 30 against the running back, 28th against the wide receiver. Now, I got a guy here um, that most people don't know about. Um, and I, before I get to, to, to the uh, um, San Francisco side, so I'll, I'll stay on the uh, Indianapolis side. You play Frank Gore. I just give you the stats of, on, on how well San Francisco defends those positions. You play Frank Gore. You play T.Y. Hilton um, uh, because I, I, I like those. And, and Jacoby Brissett can be played as a bi-week filling for you. Um, on the San Francisco side, there's a slot receiver that most people don't know about. Um, but he's becoming more and more of a factor in this offense. Besides Pierre Garçon, um, who I think is going to get the lion's share of the focus. But just like Julian Edelman, just like Danny Amendola, or even going back to Wes Walker, and I'm not comparing these guys, oh, this guy to Wes Walker, but I'm comparing him because he plays a slot position and he's been uh, a pretty good guy. And he's only going to get better and get grow with the team. And that's called Trent Taylor. He's not my namesake. But he's a very good player, very sure-handed, and um, he, he's going to be able to make plays. And I'm making this bold prediction of getting in the end, into the friend zone. Um, 
for the uh, 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 San Francisco 49ers. And also, one more play, if to play, Carlos Hyde. Talk to me, Victor. I would not play Jacoby Brissett in this game. That's just me. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be that good of a game for him. Uh, I think Frank Gore is going to test the ball maybe 15, 18 times. Not enough for him to do any real damage. Um, Jake Doyle is out. So you got to figure somebody else is going to get the ball. Dante Moncrief, who has been absent other than his one touchdown last week, should have some, some play now. The Doyle is gone. He should be their underneath guy. Uh, not sure if it's going to happen or not. We'll see. San Fran side, Pierre Garçon. Pierre Garçon all day, every day. Uh, I'm not going to get too much into it. I'll let you finish up because that's all I got. All right, let's move on to the next game. Would be the Tennessee Titans visiting the Miami Dolphins. Now, people, I know this is uh, right off the bat. I'm going to give you a bold, 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 and I'll emphasize it again, a bold prediction. Bold prediction, okay? You got a bye week of Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Trevor Simeon, and Kirk Cousins. You need a quarterback. How about going to, and I know what I said yesterday, but I got a feeling, and Ever since I've been on this show this week, this year, every time I told you I've got a feeling that player has balled out. I think I'm close to 99, 30, uh, and, and 99% um, on that. Every time I got a feeling, a gut feeling about a player, he has balled out. I said that about Nelson Aguilar, for one. Right off the top of my head, I can think that. Um, and, and, and that game, he balled out. He, he was he, – he, he had probably his best game ever as a pro. I got a feeling about Jay Cutler. I really got a feeling about Jay Cutler in this game. Reason being, the first three games they've played on the road. They haven't played a home game yet. They have not played a home game yet. At L.A., they went across country after the hurricane. They went across country, even though they stayed a week over in L.A. to play the Chargers. Then they go on the road, come back to the East Coast and play the Giants. And then they go from there to England. That's two games. They only scored a combined six points. They're home now. Adam Gase is not a happy head coach. Probably re- reflecting uh, what took place last, last uh, week, uh, over the last few weeks, and going to change things up. Not the quarterback. He's saying Jay Cutler is going to be the quarterback. I think because they're playing Tennessee, who is not that good of a defense, 31st against the quarterback, 20 against the running back, and 31st against the wide receiver in preventing fantasy points. That's Tennessee. Ideal conditions for Jay Cutler to, to excel. I like Jay Cutler in this game. That being said, I like Jay Adai, uh, as long as he's healthy, and Jarvis Landry and Devontae Freeman, I mean, and Devontae Parker, and a little sprinkle of the big playmaker down the field in Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills is definitely a flex play. Devontae Parker and Jarvis Landry are wide receiver two and wide receiver one upside. On the other side, in Tennessee, you don't know what's going to happen to Marcus Mariota. Um, Some say he's going to play. Some say he hasn't. I haven't heard yet what's going to happen there. Um, 
But you play DeMarco Murray, you play Rashard Matthews, and quite naturally the big target that they like throwing to is Delaney Walker. Talk to me, Victor. Remarks complete. Okay, one more. One more. Minnesota at Chicago, an old-style rivalry um, with – uh, Case Keenan still at the, at the quarterback position going to play Chicago with the debut of the top one of the top picks in the uh, 2017 draft, Mitchell Trubisky getting the starting nod uh, going up, up, up against a tough defense, albeit it's home versus on the road, but it's a tough defense that uh, um, um, that you have to go up against. Uh, Quite naturally, Dalva Cook is not there. Um, then you have the combination of Jarek McKinnon and Latavius Murray. If I was to pick one guy, um, I probably would pick – ooh, it's tough. Jarek McKinnon because I think he's a little bit more versatile, versatile than um, uh, Latavius Murray, but I can't blame you if you played either one of these guys because they're going to be both be involved. And in, 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 uh, quite naturally, the – um, target monsters in Adam Thielen and Stefan uh, Diggs is also a good play here. On the other side, uh, t- he, this kid's going to rely on his uh, um, on a short game. Uh, I think he's pr- going to be pretty accurate. Um, I would have to think this this is how I see it. Uh, I, I I can't in all good conscience play Mitchell Trubisky yet until yet until I see what he does against his defense. But Jordan Howard. Tariq Cohen, that's no-brainer to me. And if I was to pick a wide receiver out of the bunch here who's – even in preseason and even when Mike Glennon was in there, it would be Kendall Wright. Now, he may not be – he may be on your waiver wire or he may not. Um, but I can see that besides the tight end, which I don't think he's going to be going to that much, getting to an experienced – wide receiver who knows how to get in and out of routes and get open, that would be Kendall Wright. Victor, it's on you. Only thing I'm going to say differently is um, I played Trubisky because I think he gives them that uh, that movability and stuff like that out of the pocket that's going to help um, uh, the tight end, Miller, as well as the receivers downfield. Also, it's going to help uh, Howard. On the other side, Diggs is going to have a hell of a game if Keenum can get him the ball. I mean, I don't think Keenum is going to be that good, but uh, Latavius Murray, he might have a decent game, but don't expect it to be something that's going to happen all the time. So uh, with that being said, I'm playing Trubisky. Miller should have a good game. And uh, look for uh, Diggs to do well as well as Thielen. And uh, watch out for, uh, for Murray. That's all I got. All right, people. So let me recap and then add some players that I told you about. Um, I told you about Chris, uh, excuse me, Corey Clement, a running back from Philly. I told you about Austin Safarian Jenkins, and I keep on reiterating this because I know he, he's still sitting out there on waiver wires, um, and, and, and too many uh, too many waiver wires, uh, especially with the uh, tight end position. I told you about Trent Taylor. Um, uh, he's going to be more and more prominent in that San Francisco offense. I told you about J.D. McKissick. Uh, C.J. Prosize can't stay healthy. J.D. McKissick um, 
performs the way he did last week, this week, um, CJ Procyte is going to have a problem getting back into the lineup. I told you about Alex Collins. Uh, he holds onto the, onto the football. Um, he's eventually going to be the lead back uh, in Baltimore. And, I, and, and one other guy, um, and he slightly disappointed me last this past, past Thursday, but look for him in the up-and-coming weeks. Uh, Jameis likes throwing to him. It's Adam Humphreys. He's a slot receiver, um, and he's very reliable, and he is uh, the type of uh, receiver that Jameis will uh, go to in, in a pinch. That's Adam Humphreys. So I gave you one. Oh, and one more guy. One more guy. I would suggest you picking up and see what happens. He's supposedly going to make his seasonal debut next week. We'll wait and see if that, that's going to take place. From the L.A. Chargers, uh, a top pick in the 2017 draft. I'm talking about Mike Williams. Most people don't have him on the radar. Most people probably forgot about him. He's due to make his debut next week. Pick him up now. Because um, they're a top pick, and if they want to be able to use this kid, uh, I know they have a plethora of wide receivers in L.A., but they picked this kid up for a reason. So the last thing I told you was pick up Mike Williams, a wide receiver from the L.A. Chargers. Um, With that being said, Victor, um, you got anything to say before we close the show out? All hail, Mr. FSPDU and the Jacksonville Jaguars, kings of the South, and uh, forever being better than the Houston Texans. Enjoy your Sunday football games. I love you, JT. I'll see you next Saturday. You know, I, I, I was what? too civil for you. What? I, was too, I was too civil today for you, but that's okay. Anyway, people, I, I appreciate nice. you. I, I, I appreciate I appreciate Victor coming on the show. Um, I got nothing but nothing but love for the brother. He knows that. Uh, even though I may say some harsh things at times, but it's it's all in, in good fun. Or whatever. Um, enjoy the games. Hopefully, we gave you some uh, pieces that you can put into your lineup or stash on your bench that will benefit you from week to week, trying to get you to that uh, uh, playoffs. You can't win a championship without getting into the playoffs. That's the key. Don't think about championship. Think about playoffs. Then you deal with trying to get a championship once you get in. So hopefully we're able to. Playoffs. (laughs) Exactly. So hopefully we are helping you grow your team to, to a point where you'll be able to get into the playoffs and then have a chance to win that coveted championship. Uh, um, That being said, Tune in next week, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where I'll be back here with the Master Plan. Also, on Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, will be the uh, FSP Cruise Show. I'll be back there with Jeff and myself. And on Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, will be the FSP Show. Victor as the host. I'm at the co-host. We go back and forth with a lot of hostility, as Victor says. And we pick wins and losses in games. No. (laughs) With that being said... Enjoy the rest of the weekend and Monday Night Football. Peace and love to you all. We're out.